0: Kane was there! Kane was there too! Yeah! No enhancement needed.
1: This ain't Monday Night Raw! This fight's
0: right! It's WrestleRant WrestleRant Radio. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Wrestle Rant Radio for December 6th, 2018. I am Graham G. S. Matthews. Hope you guys are doing well. We've had a slew of great guests in recent weeks right here on Wrestle Rant Radio, from RJ to Clark to last week, John Rutland. This week, we continue that strong streak of amazing interviews and guests with two awesome people. First... The original creator of Glow, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, David McClaney, is the mastermind behind the upcoming fifth season of Women of Wrestling, debuting on Access TV in January of 2019. And one of the stars of that show, the current impact knockouts champion, one of the hottest female stars, or just stars period, in the independent scene today, Tessa Blanchard. So we got a two-for-one punch on today's WrestleRant Radio, talking all things women of wrestling, impact wrestling. We're talking WWE the state of women's wrestling today, the evolution of women's wrestling, and so much more on today's show. So more on that in a bit. Before I get started here, though, two quick plugs. We have the 2018 WWE NXT Year in Review Awards. We're bringing it back for the sixth consecutive year for those wondering, well, where the awards? You usually start at the polls at the start of December. That is true. I usually open the polls at the very beginning of the month. It's been a crazy month already. I know we're only six days in, but December is always a busy time. So, I am hoping to get those polls up by tomorrow, Friday, December 7th. So... Start checking back on the website on Friday and you can start voting for the Match of the Year, Superstar of the Year, Feud of the Year, Shocking, Moment of the Year, Most Disappointing, Superstar of the Year, and so much more covering both WWE and NXT. So stay tuned for that just tomorrow and the results will be reviewed and revealed on the December 27th edition of WrestleRant Radio. Probably me and another guest breaking down the best and worst and everything else in between from WWE and NXT in 2018. So... Just a heads up on that, as well as where you guys could check out Rant Radio every single week. Not only can you check out new episodes on Next Air Wrestling every single Thursday, but also on iTunes. Simply search up Rant Radio on the Apple Podcast app. You not only get every new episode on Thursdays, you also get every archived episode dating back to October of 2013, over five years worth of content. So be sure to type up Rant Radio on the Apple Podcast app, Rate the show, review the show, subscribe to the show. Every new episode coming your way on your streaming device immediately, whether it be your phone, iPad, computer, today, Tunes. it's now easier than ever to check out WrestleRant Radio on the weekly. So with all that being said, guys, let's get right into our interviews with both David McLean and Tessa Blanchard. First, David, how's it going, sir? Fine, Graham, how are you, sir? What city are you in today? Uh calling from Southern Connecticut, actually. It's a bit a bit warmer here than your typical December weather, which I'm pretty happy about. Can't complain. All right, fantastic. So I'm talking here today, obviously, to you guys about Women of Wrestling. The show set to air exclusively on Access TV starting January eighteenth. Um just want to kind of get your guys' thoughts on what you're most looking forward to the upcoming season of the show starting to air next month.
1: Well, it's exciting that wow women of wrestling after a Start in the early 2000s, and syndication is coming back to television. It'll be on cable television, Access TV, on Friday, January 18th, starting at 9 p.m. It follows New Japan Wrestling, which is great for today's wrestling fans because New Japan is so popular on Access TV. So we're lucky we've got a great lead-in to launch Wow with Access. It's going to be an exciting season. we're starting off. It's, it's interesting. It's the very, it's the only all women's dedicated program in wrestling on television. Um, and it's very exciting. And, uh, we got some great wrestlers that are going to be showcased on it. Many of the independent wrestling fans will know, um, wrestling fans will know some of the independent wrestlers, including those that wrestle out on, on your area, Graham, in the East coast. Um, Willow Nightingale will be performing in WOW. Under you know, we met Willow, and when we met her, we said she's like eye candy. She's she's fresh air coming into the room, and you know we had to have her. And of course, many of your listeners know that Tessa Blanchard, who's a big big well the biggest star you can get in Impact Wrestling, is coming to WOW and will be on the WOW events starting in January.
0: And when you guys are looking for a certain talent to be a part of the show, what certain uh, you know, attributes, certain qualities are you looking for in these women's wrestlers to be a part of the show?
1: You got to have two immediate qualities, pizzazz and athleticism. Mm-hmm. If you got those two things, you step through the ropes and you can make it in professional wrestling. And some people have one quality and don't have the other, and some have the other and don't have the other, but the mm-hmm. ones that really take off and our stars in the the industry have both of those qualities.
0: And what would you say that makes this upcoming season different of women of wrestling than past seasons of the show?
1: This is really, uh, this is really the vision I've had for women's wrestling. Mm -hmm. This is it. This, this Mm -hmm. combines the diversity, the athleticism, the fun, Um, the skill set, the characters. You know, we went out before, before we started WOW back, we took the time to literally go out into the marketplace and meet with the fans across the country. We went to over six or seven states and went into the homes of wrestling fans. And we sat there with WOW programming on their sofas and said what is it you want to see in wrestling and what's missing in wrestling and we knew we wanted to bring something to the marketplace that was unique and an alternative to today's other wrestling programs and i think we've done that so to answer your question this is what you know the goal has been for me personally for 20 some years to put the best women's wrestling program on the air so um I think that's going to be evident to the to the viewers and your fans of your podcast
0: and not only just uh past seasons uh, uh, past seasons of the show as well, but also other women's wrestling promotions out there of course, women's wrestling more relevant, prominent now than it's ever been, like you said, impact that's where Tessa Blanchard's from the current impact Knockouts champion. WWE, Shine, of course, even Glow, the new Netflix series, of course, the remake of the show from many, many years ago, all that other stuff, women's wrestling, very prominent right now. Um, what's going to make women's wrestling stand out from all the other uh, varieties of women's wrestling that's available currently in the world? Oh,
1: well, it's quality of programming, it's production, it's talent base, it's story writing, uh, the but- the drama, everything from the, the the music into the programming, the costumes of of the performers, um, the diversity of of, of of who is participating in it—that's you know—all those things are in the blender that make it unique and make it a standout um, promotion and broadcast on Access TV.
0: And going forward, I mean, obviously, you guys just clinched Tessa Blanchard to be a part of the upcoming season. Are there any other prominent women's wrestling stars out there right now, whether they're contracted or not, that you guys would love to see brought in for future seasons of the show? Oh,
1: definitely, including a couple in Europe, but I don't like to I don't like to forecast or mention them till we speak to them mm-hmm. and get clearances for them. Um, as you mentioned, Tessa Blanchard, I've got. I always say. I've got to give credit to Impact and Impact's management. Um, They had just signed her when she and I had met, and we met by totally, really, accident. And I'd heard about Tessa Blanchard for years. And, in fact, the trainer that's been with me for over 18 years and a friend for 20-plus, Selena Majors, told me about a girl named Tessa Blanchard maybe four or five years, six years ago and she said that's going to be the dynamic star of our industry in the future and she had me write it in my book and we met by total accident at a live event and i guess it's because there's jealousy in professional wrestling i didn't hear many great things about tessa blanchard but again i'm listening to other performers and and wrestlers and of course No one wants to put over someone that has got such a great talent Mm -hmm. uh, execution in the ring, probably. And so we sat by accident and met, and I walked away and looked at Selena, and I said, Tessa Blanchard's got to be in, wow, she's a great person. So that, that shined for me more than her wrestling skill. She was a great person. And so in reaching out to Impact Wrestling, they really made it happen and it's a great uh, working relationship we have with them, and um, we're all fortunate. And the one that's the most fortunate are the wrestling fans because they get to see Tessa Blanchard now in multiple platforms. And, and Impact Wrestling, uh, credit goes to them to allowing their talent to um, you know, have the opportunity to perform and wrestle and in different independent outfits, and be seen um, really worldwide, not just nationally. So for that, the winner is the fans, uh, your listeners, because they get to see Tessa Blanchard in a platform that they otherwise would not see her in.
0: And if people check out Women of Wrestling, they'll see a lot of similarities to GLOW, which obviously you had a huge hand in as the creator of GLOW. Um, was there any you know qualities from that show, certain you know, attributes a of GLOW that you wanted to incorporate specifically into women of wrestling. Of course, a lot of the over-the-top characters are very similar. Um, you wanted to take that vision and kind of incorporate it into women of wrestling. Are there any, what, what would you say the biggest similarities and differences between GLOW and then women of wrestling? The biggest similarity,
1: I would say, is the word that I heard throughout our marketing with wrestling fans mm-hmm. and talking to them. And that is an, a dedicated effort, a conscious effort, uh, thought out to bring fun, fun back to wrestling. That is the common thread, and that's what you'll see. I think the fans will, after they watch the first night on Friday, January 18th, without access, they're gonna say, "Wow, that was the best women's wrestling I ever saw," and two. It was fun, and um, I think that's the big similarity.
0: And also, between the two shows, as you mentioned, you guys have a, just a wide variety of, a variety of talent that people can check out from Impact, the current independent scene. It's got a little bit of everything. And as you said, you guys will be starting to air next month on Access TV. How did that deal come about? And obviously, it's a great kind of partnership, like you said at the start of the interview. With New Japan Pro Wrestling, people got kind of get a taste of that. Then uh, Women of Wrestling. How did that partnership with Access TV come about?
1: Well... When we set out to relaunch WOW, we took some of its original programming and put it on in Vegas uh, on an ABC affiliate Mm -hmm. to see if there's an appetite. And the ratings proved there was. Then we wanted to go out and say, how do we build this brand? How do we do this? And how do we do it slowly and methodically so it lasts and it's lasting? When it came out initially, it was in syndication, and when 9-11 happened and the ad market crunched us, uh, well, it crunched the industry, um, I just couldn't sustain keeping it on in syndication. It was a tough marketplace. So wanted to know how we do this. There's a lot more product. There's a lot more avenues to distribute programming now. And so how do you do this correctly? And the answer was bring it out slowly. Let the fans help guide us deliver what the fans are looking for and subsequently um in doing such we wanted to find a broadcast partner that we thought would embrace the programming versus just air the programming mm-hmm. and mark mark cuban has a history with professional wrestling he's well aware of it he's been in it and um he's hosted events he's been on tv he's promoted it live events he's been in the live events so he has a familiarity with it secondly um you know their network alone in my opinion solely is responsible for new Japan's success in the united states Mm -hmm. vis-a-vis they're slowly starting to broadcast it and then as they move forward bring about live events from New Japan, um, one of the two big ones that I attended was um, in Long Beach, California. Um, they've had great success, and it's been well-received well with respects to access TV because, as you know, their Friday night lineup is the place to go for all fighting. I mean, they've got the best in MMA fighting, and they've got the best in wrestling now. So, with that said, it was last January at a Super Bowl party, that Mark Burnett, who's the CEO and president currently of MGM Studios, saw Mark Cuban and noted to him, "You got to get involved in the wow, Wild Women of Wrestling." And Mark was familiar with it vis-a-vis my partner and the owner of the company is Jeannie Bus, and they're both you know NBA owners. Mm. So he knew he knew of it, and so Mark reached out. Is president Andrew Simon who is the pinnacle best marketeer and promoter of MMA in the fight series uh, with Access TV on Friday nights we had a meeting and subsequently um, you know all of us decided and agreed this would be a smart move meaning you know there's a there's a platform with Access TV vis-a-vis New Japan Wrestling and there was no outlet that really could better showcase an all women's wrestling program than Access TV. And they wanted to get behind it. They were actively engaged. I think that's a big note to make um, versus just, okay, let's broadcast it and see how this goes. So, Access is actively engaged. Um, you know, they bring in their big, you know, super bowl tv truck they bring in all their production crew they bring in the best in the industry uh they camp out here for a week and do the live event from the belasco theater in downtown los angeles so um i think i think you'll see all that and all those advantages when you watch the program
0: now that you guys are airing on Access TV, kind of mentioned working with them. Obviously, working with Impact as well to gain the opportunity to work with Tessa Blanchard. Uh, do you think more pro wrestling companies can kind of in you know promotions and television shows and stuff of that nature can benefit from working with other companies? Because we don't really see that all too much nowadays with places like WWE. They don't really play well with others. So of course, you guys kind of breaking new barriers by doing that. Impact's been doing that a lot recently as well. Do you think more companies can stand to benefit from doing things like that? Um. I I believe yes
1: is the answer to that because um, on their own they only reach XY combining their efforts with someone they reach XYZ Mm -hmm. so in terms of reach it helps and in terms of delivering to the fans possibly a a greater product it helps and you know I think the architect of that was Scott Moore from Impact I think He's responsible for being the architect of reaching out and trying to broaden the scope, one, of his own platform, but two, deliver a better product to the fans.
0: And of course, David, you mentioned working with Impact, Access TV, all these other great things. You have this awesome new vision for the show going forward. It seems that Access TV seems to be the perfect platform for the show in the future. seems like it's going to be an amazing show. Uh, final question for you. Now that you have the vision kind of locked down for the upcoming season of Women of Wrestling, what other goals and what other things do you guys look to accomplish with future seasons of the show?
1: Well, we want to grow future seasons of, of, of WOW we want to expand its television. We want to start it slowly and methodically. I keep mentioning that because that really is the core to how we want to move forward. Um, we want to see that we are eventually reach that we're bringing programming on table uh, to the fans on a weekly basis. That's not going to happen until maybe two years from now. Secondly, our long-term goal with Access TV is, um, is that we're going to bring live professional wrestling matches from wild to you, similar to what they did with new japan wrestling if you look at the history of that and the architecture of how they built new japan wrestling they started with bringing the pro original programming over from japan and then they slowly grew to 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 the extent where boom now they were able to do live events and put them on live on access tv that's is our goal with wow that we will bring you the best big super events um, live on access TV Um, the other the secondary goal which initially was our first goal is we want to grow a strong and vibrant uh, digital business with all of our platforms Um, and all your listeners can go hashtag wow superheroes and check out all the wow superstars and they can go to wowe.com and see many of the wrestlers' profiles and meet the stars that are going to be on access next January. So, um, all those are steps. We were not at the point in my mind that we have the velocity yet to go like a rocket. This is a this is a process, and we've got to have the the listeners of your your podcast, the wrestling fans behind it. They've got to be the catalyst that make WOW successful, and um, I look forward to growing it with them. Now, let me ask you, are you a fan of women's wrestling?
0: I am, undoubtedly. And where'd you grow up? Uh, here in Connecticut. In Connecticut, okay. Yep. Well, you got to be a, a fan of the WWE from Jumpstart. I am, exactly. I was uh, born and bred with WWE, exactly, yep.
1: And who's your biggest and favorite star?
0: Of the current women's roster, I've got to say, I mean, Charlotte Flair's got to be up there. Becky Lynch. I mean, it's hard to argue how hot she is right now, but, uh, you know, Tessa Blanchard would of course be, I mean, obviously she's not in the current WWE product, but she would obviously be among that list of talent that I would call my favorites currently too.
1: Exactly. Well, Charlotte Flair, there's no doubt. She's got, you know, the best skill set in the WWE. And, um, is a is a pedigree, but I got to tell you, they promote something over there called the Four Horse Four Horse Women. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can make that happen
0: without a Blanchard. hmm Exactly. <laughs> I think uh, I think a little Tessa so, Blanchard action, mixing it up with Charlotte and those women at some point would be uh, very exciting for me as a fan. But just seeing her killing it right now in Impact, and obviously in Women of Wrestling, and all these other promotions and shows that she's a part of is just every bit as entertaining as well. So can't complain about that either. Exactly,
1: exactly. Well, it's a Friday night. All everybody's got to put it in their in their calendars. Friday night, nine o'clock, right after New Japan. Access TV is the place for wrestling eyeballs to be. For a brand new product that I think everyone's going to enjoy. Wow, Women of Wrestling.
0: It's going to be great. You said it yourself, David. People can check out for more information. W O W E dot hashtag Wow Superheroes. Like you said, access TV, January 18th, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. People got to tune in. Check out the show. If you're a fan of women's wrestling, you're going to love it. Even if not, you're gonna, they're going to win you over. That's how good the show is. It's going to be awesome. So Well, and, and that's interesting. You said a fan of women's wrestling,
1: a fan of professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I've got to say, if you're a fan and even listening today, and you're such a casual fan that the only wrestling you know is Glow from the Netflix series, I think you should check this out also, you know, Glow was then and WOW is now, it's bigger and better and so I've run into obviously from travels, many people that aren't big wrestling fans, they know something about it, but they've watched the Netflix series Mm -hmm. and I think, you know, there's no doubt we're going to be grabbing some new alliances because of that and with WOW coming to air.
0: I definitely think so, too. I know a lot of people of that same ilk that only watch the new Glow Netflix series, either the old show or the new show, and don't, aren't really like professional wrestling fans, like you said, but I think this can kind of bridge the gap in getting them from those shows on Netflix to the newer stuff, like actual women's wrestling, like in WWE and Impact and Women of Wrestling, and this can kind of serve as the, uh, the bridge from one to the other, so I think it's a great kind of transition for fans like that.
1: Now, Graham, you're going to get a special treat because you're, you're fortunate, your timing is great, because we're heading to a shoot, but you're going to get Tessa Blanchard actually on your broadcast right now, because she and I are heading off to a television shoot as we speak, but you're going to have a special guest with Tessa Blanchard. How would you like that?
0: I'm super excited. I'm stoked to talk to the Impact uh, Knockouts Champion.
1: Alrighty, I'm going to turn it over to Tessa
0: Blanchard. Great, thanks David, appreciate your time.
1: Hello?
0: Hey Tessa, how's it going? I'm doing
1: good,
0: how are you? Doing good, doing good. Of course, you're talking Women of Wrestling coming to Access TV, January 18th, 9pm. We were just talking all about you with David and everything the show has to offer. First question for you, how did your involvement for Access TV's Women of Wrestling come about?
2: Um... Well, I signed with Impact Wrestling for two years and David had contacted me about working with WOW and it seemed like a pretty neat opportunity but I had just signed with Impact so I didn't think that I would be able to do that um, and then WOW and David they had contacted Impact um, Scott Demore, and uh, they ended up working out like a working relationship and Impact gave me the go ahead to go and work with wow they said it seemed like a really neat opportunity and where the ideas they had for women's wrestling and where they were headed with this tv show um and so i was like you know what let's jump let's try it so i did and i absolutely love it here the the staff and the girls are all so hard working um and i'm getting to help train some of them which i absolutely love and yeah i I just love wow now (laughs)
0: And as a a third-generation wrestler yourself, how good of a fit do you feel that you are for this show?
2: I feel like, okay, well, this past year, I feel like it's been a really good year for me, and I feel like this next year is going to be a great year. Mm. Um, I feel like I've gotten to travel the world, I've gotten to wrestle some of the best of the best, and I always said that no matter what I do in wrestling, I want to do everything. I want to go everywhere. I want to learn every style. I want to wrestle everyone that I can. I want to just do everything. Um, and with WOW WOW coming up, they've just got this Access TV deal. Um, in January, they're going to debut with Access. And there's so many powerful and important people behind WOW that really want it to be successful. Uh, so when they contacted me and that kind of fell in my lap, I thought, you know what? Let's go and let's, let's do this. Um, so I've been I've been in Long Beach for the past few months um, we've got a training facility here uh, soon to be a wrestling school here where girls are <laughs> excuse me I'm getting over this call. Um, where girls can come and they can train to wrestle in Long Beach and hopefully be a wow superstar when they things like that that are in the works that it's such a cool thing it's such a blessing to be a part of
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, and the fact that they wanted me to be a part of it that's uh, phenomenal. And then they've got talents like Jessica Havoc, Santana Garrett, uh, homegrown talents like The Beast, um, Faith, uh, the girls that you're going to see in January when it debuts that are, they weren't wrestlers to begin with, but they're athletes. They come from athletic backgrounds. You know, there's some people from judo backgrounds, people from Muay Thai backgrounds, a few girls that own a gym, uh, you know, girls that never, never, wanted to be a wrestler but they're finding this love and this passion for it and they're falling in love with it and it's a really, it's a, it's a really cool thing to watch um, and in January you just see the culmination of it all, all these girls that have just been working so hard uh, they found this love for professional wrestling and now we have some kick-ass women's wrestling that's going to hit
0: cable and women of wrestling already had a very solid stacked roster as it was bringing you into the mix, makes it that much more star studded uh, for you personally. What will be your biggest goal in joining the show? Whether it be obviously just getting more exposure for it, making the brand bigger, what will you be your biggest, um, what you'll be aiming to accomplish more than anything else in joining women of wrestling.
1: My goal anywhere that I go
2: is to become the very best at what I do, wherever that is. Um, whether that be at Impact, whether that be at a different promotion across the world, wherever I go, I I don't know what it is, but I've been like this since I was little. Um, I want to be the best at it, and I don't mind hard work. I don't mind working hard until I get to be the best. Um, Because I know that's a journey. I know you don't start out as just being great from the get-go, but I've always wanted to be great. I don't want to be good. I want to be great. I don't want to be passable. I want to be one of the best in the world one day. So coming into WoW, the one thing that I have my sights set on is the WoW Championship.
0: And in addition to yourself, obviously, as you said, you got Santana Garrett, Jessica Havoc, a lot of homegrown talent as well on the current Women of Wrestling roster. Is there anyone else that you would love to see personally on the Women of of Wrestling roster uh, from the current independent scene or maybe even someone that's currently contracted somewhere else? Who would you like to see be a part of WoW going forward?
2: Yeah, of course. There's actually, now that we have a working relationship with Impact, there's a lot of really talented knockouts, um, one of them being Alicia Edwards. I feel like she's extremely underrated. Uh, she is an amazing worker. She is a great worker. Um, so I would love to see her in Wow! Girls like uh, Sue Young. You know, Sue Young has one of the best character, character development uh, that I've seen on the Indies, and she just takes it and she runs with it. She's fearless. She's not afraid to try new things and just put herself out there and, uh, and fail or succeed at it. She's just not afraid. Um, so Stu would be a cool one uh, to see there. Britt Baker, she's so talented um, inside and outside of the wrestling world. Um, so there's, there's so many talented women in wrestling right now. Um, and what's really neat is some of the most talented women in WOW have come from like started in wow there's one the beast um she is absolutely phenomenal she loves to work hard she shows up to training all the time and she just wants to expand everything she knows in wrestling she watches tape she's studying she she just wants to be great um and i have a lot of respect for that so i would love to share the ring with her one day even
0: And you mentioned, obviously, signing with Impact a few short months ago. You arrived in April, the current Impact Knockouts champion. Um, How have you been enjoying your current stint in Impact Wrestling?
2: Oh, it's been amazing. I've gotten to take the Impact belt all over the world. I just got back. I was in Australia last week. Um, This weekend, I'm I'm in L.A. Uh, And then, hopefully, I I get to go home for the holidays. Um, But I've enjoyed it. Impact has given me a platform where I can really work on and hone my skills and with minds like Jimmy Jacobs and Scott Demore, Don Callis, Gail Kim. Um, they're, they believe so much in the end product that they don't, they don't mind taking the time to go from good to great. They don't mind that. Um, so it's been such a, such a blessing to work with them and to be the champion and travel all over the world with that impact knockouts Championship. It's been amazing. We have our pay-per-view coming up in January, January sixth at Homecoming in Nashville. I'll face Taya Valkyrie, uh, and she's someone who always pushes me to my limits. So that'll be that'll be uh, a huge highlight for me uh, going forward. Um,
0: but yeah. Well, well, speaking of Impact, like you said, in the short time that you've been there since April, uh, the Impact Knockouts division has grown quite a bit. I mean, obviously, it's you in the mix right now as the champion. Taya Valkyrie, as you said, the upcoming challenge over the championship of the pay-per-view. You have Rosemary, who is out on the sidelines right now, but she'll be back soon. Allie, Sue Young, um, Alicia Edwards, as you said. They have a great roster of women, just a great roster in general. Um, but speaking of such, I mean, Impact, they've really been at the forefront of women's wrestling now for quite some time. Even doing the all-women's pay-per-views before there was WWE Evolution, many of which you were a part of with the Knockouts, Knockdown, Pay-Per-Views. I mean, this is hardly from a new concept. um, But in the short time that you've been there, how much have you seen the Impact Knockouts division grow from where it was even a year ago?
2: Oh, tremendously. Um, I feel like there's a little bit of a... How do I explain it? The locker room is absolutely amazing. Everyone pushes each other. Everyone works hard. We understand that there's never an exception for hard work. It doesn't matter where you come from, what your last name is, what you've done, where you've been. There's never an exception for hard work. And I feel like that's something that the knockouts really understand. Um, With every match, with every pre-tape, no matter what we're doing, everyone's giving 110% for the end product. That's something that's very invaluable. Um, And then I feel like, since I've arrived, I, I hold myself to such a high standard that no matter – every single time that I'm in that ring, I want to push the person that I'm with, and I want to push myself. Um, and Impact gives us the platform to, for that to be seen all over the world, which is a really beautiful thing. Um, but, yeah, since since I've arrived, you know, the knockouts, I've really I've noticed – and maybe it was like that before. I just wasn't there, but I've seen some of the hardest-working women – that
0: I've ever come across. And it's only going to get bigger and better from here, obviously going into 2019. As you said, kicking off the year on a huge note, you and Tyle Valkyrie in a rematch from Bound for Glory for the Knockout Impact Knockouts Championship. It's going to be awesome. Um, It was only about a year, year and a half ago you competed in the inaugural Mae Young Classic and have competed on uh, several occasions for the NXT television show. Um, Of course, the obvious question, is competing for WWE at some point down the road, or NXT for that matter, something that you would like to cross off your bucket list? Or would you be just as happy competing elsewhere for the remainder of your career? Obviously still very young, you have your entire career ahead of you. Is that still something you would like to accomplish at some point down the road?
2: You know... Anything is possible, but I'm doing things on my terms now. I'm doing what I want, and I want to travel the world. I want to do everything. I want to see everything. I want to wrestle everyone. I want to become one of the best in the world. I've always said that. I don't want to be good. I want to be great. I don't want to be passable. I want to be one of the best in the world. And, you know, some of the best in the world are at WWE and so if that means that I have to go there to hopefully share the ring with them one day if they'll take me one day you know I would love that but anything is possible I'm not making any promises don't quote me on it but you know anything is possible it's such a cool time for wrestling right now because the unexpected is always
0: happening Mm -hmm. absolutely I can definitely attest to that and you said uh, among the best in the world right now in WWE along with yourself of course is Charlotte Flair we were just talking about this with David a little while ago um, that you guys have a lot of similarities, people have been drawing the similarities for years now due to your similar backgrounds in the business. Do you have any aspirations of one day doing battle with Charlotte Flair given, you know, your similar backgrounds, skill sets, and po- potential to be among the best in the world, men or women wrestlers, period, um, whether it's in WWE or elsewhere? You
2: know, she's one of the most phenomenal athletes. She always has been. Um, and I do believe that she is one of the best in the world right now, if not the best women's wrestler in the world right now. Um, so yes, I would I would love to either work together or stand across from the ring with each other in some fashion. Um, one thing I, I think is her and I have similar mindsets where there's never an exception for hard work. Um, when I came into wrestling, I didn't quite anticipate how hard it would be, uh, lock, the locker rooms would be, because uh, there's a lot of, People who assume you are where you are not through hard work, but because of your last name, or because of this, or because of that, or anything except for hard work. Um, and so we almost have to work a little bit harder, just so that there's no validity to those statements when that they're when they're made. Um, so I know I know she's been through hell and back to get to where she is right now, and I'm in the process of going through hell and back to get to where I am right now. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that I have a huge respect for. Any generational wrestler, actually. Because you're trying to continue this legacy, build upon this legacy, but at the same time, forge your own path. That's not easy. There's a lot of people you don't want to let down. There's a lot of pressure. There's pressure every single day of your life um, to not let people down, to do your last name proud. And I feel like she's done a tremendous job with that, with forging her own path and continuing her legacy at the same time for her family. Um, And, you know, that's all I can hope that I can do as well.
0: And final two questions for you. Obviously, the Tessa Blanchard of today is very different than the Tessa Blanchard of just two or three years ago. For those that only really mainly follow... Impact and WWE don't really pay too much uh, attention to the indies. If they saw you in NXT competing in those enhancement matches a few years ago, obviously a very different Tessa Blanchard than what we see today in Impact and Women of Wrestling and all these other current promotions you're competing for. Um, was there anything specifically that you changed about yourself and or your in-ring persona to kind of take that next uh, take that next step to super uh, super stardom? It's a bit of a tongue twister, but take that next step to super Excuse me.
2: <laughs> I think it was. Uh, my second tour of Japan with stardom um, where everything kind of changed. Everything kind of clicked. I had this moment where I just, I was in the ring and I was like, oh, this is who you are, Tessa. This is who you're supposed to be. And everything changed. My gear, my moveset, the way I carry myself, my demeanor, the way that I think, everything changed. Um, I ended up, I did stunt doubling for Paige in the upcoming Fighting With My Family movie. Um, and so they wanted to dye my hair black and you mm-hmm. know what, that, that, ended up, that ended up working too. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, every, everything ended up changing and, uh, I've gained this confidence where when I'm in the ring, that's my ring. When I'm in the ring, nobody's going to mess with me because that's my home. Um, and I think during my second tour of Japan is where I kind of gained that confidence.
0: And like I said, it's just amazing to kind of go back and see if you go back on the network and see those matches with you facing whoever from NXT from 2016, like Anaya Jax or someone like that. Very, very different competitor. Obviously, at that point, a third-generation wrestler you still are now, obviously, but now just a much darker persona, just Scream Star. I know many people are praising you coming off your All-In performance a few short months ago. It was just, it's, it's amazing to see the evolution of your character, and you're only just getting started. the current knockout, uh, Knockouts Champion for Impact. You're going to Women's of Wrestling. Like I said, you were at All-In, one of the biggest, if not the biggest, independent wrestling event um, of all time, just a few short months ago, it's been a great year for you. Um, is there anything else that you would like to see women's of wrestling, uh, uh, you know, achieve or accomplish going forward? And how does that kind of line up with the own, uh, your own goals that you have for yourself?
2: Oh yeah, it women of wrestling has, like I said, some very powerful and very important people behind them that want it to be successful. Um, and the talent, the talent has the ability to get us there, um, You know, we've already got this Access TV deal. Wow! has been around for quite a while, and now finally people are getting to hear about it, and they're going to get to see it in January. Um, So they've already got this Access TV deal, which is huge. I would love to see Wow! you know, go on tour. Go on tour to the different different states, and um, maybe do house shows all over the U.S., or, you know, maybe even internationally one day. These girls are... So talented, and I think that there was a preconceived notion where, you know, they're actresses and they're learning to wrestle or whatever. Whatever people had said before, um, but after after spending some time in the ring with these girls and helping with their training and uh, just being around, them, I can see that that's the furthest thing from the truth. These girls are athletes. Um, they may have never. Started in wrestling, but there's plenty of companies where people never start in wrestling, and then they're taught to wrestle, um, and that's, that's what they're doing with some of these girls here is they're girls that never started wrestling, but and not all of them. Some of them are coming off the indies, but some of the, the homegrown talent, you know, they're coming to WoW, and they're starting from ground zero and working their way up, and it's a, it's actually it's a really beautiful thing to watch because, to me, wrestling is an art and to watch all these different artists hone their craft and really fall in love with something that's been my passion for so long. Um, it's, a, it's a really neat thing to, to witness.
0: And it's going to be a great thing for people to watch, starting on AXIS TV on January 18th, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Tessa, thanks for your time. Big fan of your work and impact. Continue to kill it. And again, thanks for your time. I appreciate it. No problem,
2: Graham. i got uh, to run to a television event in downtown L.A. now, but
0: I really appreciate the time. Big thanks to both Tessa and David for their time, two great guests here on Wrestler Rant Radio. As we discussed multiple times throughout the interview, people could check out Women of Wrestling coming to Access TV in January of 2019. Also check out Impact Wrestling every single Thursdays, airing at 10 p.m. Eastern time on Pop TV for more Tessa Blanchard and the Knockouts Division. So in the remainder of today's show, we're going to just talk about the news and notes from Raw and SmackDown this past week. In addition to the passing of a, what should be a WWE Hall of Famer, who's not currently in the Hall of Fame, I believe he should be, that being Tom Billington, a.k.a. the Dynamite Kid passing away on Wednesday at the age of 60. He actually died on his birthday. He was born on December 5th. I forgot the year. I mean, if you do the math, you'll figure it out. But passed away at the age of 60 on his 60th birthday on Wednesday. So rest in peace, Dynamite Kid noted on Twitter on Wednesday that I believe he is one of the most underrated athletes from his time period, if not ever. And as I mentioned, someone that probably should be in the WWE Hall of Fame, I'm surprised, I'm not surprised that he's not, if only because he suffered from a lot of injuries that resulted from um, some stuff that he did over the course of his wrestling career in the ring, outside the ring, whatever it might be. I don't know the full story. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I'm an expert on the subject. Um, But because he was always on bad blood with WWE and always on terrible terms with them, he never thought it would be, he never really thought, it, it was never really much of a possibility that he would end up in the WWE Hall of Fame. I know he's been, you know, he's been called bitter and all these other things in his final few years, which is completely okay. I'm sure he had his reasons for not wanting to accept the invitation to go into the Hall of Fame. I think he's a worthy candidate. Will he ever go in now that he's passed away? I still don't think so. I think his family would be very adamant about, you know, fulfilling his wishes and him not going into the Hall of Fame. So it might be a case of Owen Hart where we never see the Dynamite Kid in the Hall of Fame. It might take years. It might not be too far off. Who knows? But the bottom line is, the Dynamite Kid has passed away, so rest in peace to Tom Billington. Uh, Thoughts and prayers are with the family at this time. So, Raw and SmackDown this week, a tale of two shows. Raw was absolutely atrocious once again, whereas SmackDown was a much better show on Tuesday. Uh, Once again, the best brand of the week, and that includes NXT and 205 Live, who put forth two very good shows. But I thought SmackDown had a very good showing on Tuesday, but quickly from Raw on Monday, I'll just... Give the highlights and the low points from the show on Monday night, including the opener that was supposed to see Ronda Rousey team with Natalya against the team of Nia Jax and Tamina. Match went to a no contest, never got started after the Riot Squad ambushed Natalya from behind the heels. Um, ambushed the baby faces and Natalia was put through a table so she's been written out of the storylines for the foreseeable future apparently supposed to explain a legitimate injury that she's suffering from an elbow injury if I'm not mistaken I might be mixing that up with braun strowman but I know she suffered an injury of some sort and quite honestly I could not care less uh and Natalia's a great wrestler I've never been the biggest fan of hers I uh, never want to see anyone injured but It's hardly a loss for the Raw Women's Division. Hopefully, at this point, we could see more of Natalia, or rather of Sasha Banks and Bayley on the show and less of Natalia. I know Natalia's been a very big focal point in that Raw Women's Division since she came over from SmackDown earlier on this year, but it's more been there, done that with her. You know, she's a great hand to have in the ring, but as a character, she has done nothing for me for a very long time. So hopefully we could see Ember Moon, who did end up teaming with Ronda in the main event against Nia and Tamina successfully. They merged victorious, and it was an okay match. Really not that good at all. I mean, in terms of N- uh, Nia Jackson, and Tamina, and they're really not that great of a tag team. They're not that great of wrestlers anyway, so I wasn't surprised that the match was hardly must-see. Um, but nonetheless, I think... Hopefully, Natalia's injury can lead to a more of an opportunity for someone like an Ember Moon or a Sasha Banks or a Bailey to emerge and become more of a force on this show, have more of a presence on Monday Night Raw. And speaking of Banks and Bailey, they were once again featured um, on this show in a and a segment with the acting GM or head of the women's division on Raw, whatever you want to call her, Alexa Bliss, who... I have since read is clear to compete, according to, I think, PW Insider, if I'm not mistaken. So Alexa Bliss should be back in the ring before long, which is great news. I mean, obviously talking is her strong suit, not exactly her in-ring abilities, but she's not bad. And more women in the Raw Women's Division, the better. So, I mean, again, that kind of goes against what I said about Natalia, but Alexa Bliss, I can I can bear to stand. Not so much Natalia at this point in time. Alexa Bliss has not been around for 10 years doing the exact same thing. I think she's more of a... Uh, She's a fresher face on that show than Natalya is, but nonetheless, with Banks and Bailey, they had yet another Q and A segment where they answered questions about what they want to see implemented in the Raw Women's Division and what would you change, blah blah blah. And Banks and Bailey gave the obvious answer of wanting women's knock, or I must say, knockouts, which we've had before, but women's tag team championships in WWE. Banks and Bailey were saying, oh, you know, that would be what we would want to see. Our dream opponents would be Trish Stratus and Lita, which. I mentioned a few weeks ago, may not be too far off. I could very well see that being like the finals of a women's tag team championship tournament come WrestleMania, because there were were all those reports coming out of Evolution that we might see more of Trish and Lita in WWE going forward as kind of a package deal as special attractions in the Raw or SmackDown women's divisions. We haven't seen them since the night after Evolution, a month and a half ago. So hopefully they are brought back to do something with Banks and Bailey to kind of culminate the tag team title tournament, which I'm sure is coming, because if it wasn't, why else would they say that? I'm sure it's inevitable. I'm not a big fan of the idea. I've said that before, but it is what it is, especially if matches like this are any indication. So we got Banks and Bailey versus Mickie James and Alicia Fox in an impromptu match. It was no good. Mickie James is nothing more than a lackey for Alexa Bliss. Alicia Fox sucks, and I've not cared about her in a very long time. And then Dana Brooke was out there, too, who I could also not give two shits about. So again, bringing in women's tag team titles, whether they're, you know, exclusive to whatever brand they're on, they have two sets of women's tag team championships, which I think would be an awful idea. And even if they had it float between the two shows and they had their own women's show, which I don't even really think we need. To take the women completely off of Raw and SmackDown and have them have their own show, like 205 Live, like the Cruiserweights, I think would be a terrible idea. Because Raw and SmackDown still should have a presence with the women. They should still have a presence on the flagship shows and not be relegated to their own show in the network, which a lot of people likely would not see if they're just watching Raw and SmackDown. So I would keep them right where, they at, where they're at at the moment. They can have an additional show if they want to, which again, I don't think is necessary. We don't have enough women to justify having a women's and all-women's show. I think the May Young Classic is enough. The annual tournament, it's great wrestling. The way they've been using the women as of late on Raw and SmackDown does not give me enough hope that they'd be utilized the right way with their own show. And I got done talking about this last week with the Evolution and uh, with the Evolution pay-per-view and how nothing has changed. We had a whole clip on that on YouTube. I might make this a clip too. Banks and Bailey, they should be given more of an opportunity to shine than what they were given here. For the upteenth time taking on Mickey James and Alicia Fox. Like, who gives a fuck? I don't want. I don't honestly really want to see women's tag team championships. Maybe they would make the most of it. I feel like they would make it important for a month or two, and then completely forget about it, and it would end up like any other championship in the WWE, a la the male tag team titles. So Banks and Bailey—they've had an awful 2018. I hope they can enter 2019 with a head of steam, build momentum, get back into that Raw Women's Championship picture, or even on SmackDown. Banks and Bailey, like I said in hashtag AskGSM on Wednesday, need to be separated. Come 2019, enough of this fucking buddy-buddy shit. If you're not going to have them feud, and even then, would that salvage everything they've done with these women? I don't think so. I would argue no. I think everything they've done with these women, uh, Banks and Bailey, that is, is just, it, it's, it, it can't be saved at this point. To even have them feud, whether Bailey goes heel or Banks goes heel, I don't even really want to see that anymore because I know it will not be on the level of their NXT feud from many years ago. So, if that's the case, then why the fuck should I care? So at this point they should just move on, move Banks or Bailey to SmackDown, preferably Bailey. I mean, I, it's it's hard to say because both women have been a have been cornerstones of that Raw women's division since it was launched two years ago for the Raw for the Raw show. They've both been a part of Raw since July and August of 2016. So both really should go to SmackDown, but I don't want them on the same show. So I would probably keep Bailey on Raw and move Sasha to SmackDown, if not... I don't know, it really doesn't matter to me. As long as they're not on the same show, it doesn't matter. But nonetheless, I hope to see Banks and Bailey get more opportunities come 2019, because 2018 has not been kind to them. And I guess if they implement Women's Tag Team Championships, that's great and all, but I think both women could be more utilized better if they were on their own, specifically Sasha. Bailey. I don't know what they're going to do with her. I lost a lot of hope with her after they with how badly they've booked her over the last two years. But Sasha still is a very big star. She still gets great reactions, babyface, heel, tweener, whatever. She should be at the forefront of that Raw women's division, or on SmackDown, too. But so far in 2018, pretty much the entirety of the year, she's been a background player, which she shouldn't be. I know people have argued for years, oh, Sasha's being shoved down her throats. Well, she's not gone for the championship in like a full-fledged feud against anyone since like the beginning of the year. What a fucking waste! So hopefully that changes come 2019. Also on Raw we had yet another match between the Lucha House Parties, um, the Lucha House Parties, Kalisto, Gran and Lince Dorado, and a member of the Revival, that being Scott Dawson. So Dawson said the last two matches we've had against you guys have been completely unfair. The Lucha House rules bullshit needs to end. We're not having another tag team with uh, we're not having another tag team match with you, unless the Lucha House rules are abolished. No more. No more handicap match situations. So then he challenges a member of the Lucha House Party to a one-on-one match, which then turns to do, once again, a three-on-one handicap match, which is even worse than three-on-two. So the Lucha House Party then went on to beat Dawson in a three-on-one handicap match with the Lucha House rules. None of this makes any sense. It's not a funny joke. I don't know what the fuck they're going for with this, but no one could give two shits. I don't give a shit the Revival or Further Buried and the Lucha House Party are a bunch of jokes. So again, you look at the blueprint for Raw, and almost everything screams repeat from the week prior. This was no exception. We did have one really good match on the show between Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler, which isn't saying much because the match was far from a barn burner, but it was easily the best thing on Raw this week, I would argue. Um, we had Drew McIntyre come out of his Drew McIntyre Appreciation Night at the request of the acting Raw GM Baron Corbin, only to be interrupted by Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler said, hey, what happened to me in the video package? Where was I? I was kind of the one that brought you to Raw. What happened to our partnership? And McIntyre predictably said, I don't need you. I never needed you. Get the fuck out of my face. I love that. McIntyre essentially verbally burying Dolph Ziggler is something I love to say. I thought that was great. And then it was all downhill from there after Ziggler hit McIntyre with the zigzag, walked out on McIntyre, and then Baron Corbin says, no, 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 no. You're going to have a match right here on Raw. So they had the match. It was well-wrestled. It was a good match. But McIntyre ended up losing to Dolph Ziggler after Finn Balor distracted McIntyre from the outside, handing McIntyre his first pinfall loss one-on-one since he arrived in WWE, or since he returned to WWE earlier this year. And it came at the hands of fucking Dolph Ziggler. So again, if they really want to make me care about Balor and McIntyre at TLC... They could have played up. Like, if anything, I would love to have seen Balor be the one to beat McIntyre at TLC. Then you could have had McIntyre beat the shit out of Balor right after their match. Balor could have been the one to boast that he was the first one to beat McIntyre since he came back to Raw in April. Clearly, that can't happen anymore. I mean, it could still happen, but Ziggler got that nod instead by beating McIntyre on the show. So McIntyre clearly has to get his win back at some point. But Ziggler, Dolph Ziggler, like, who gives a fuck? I don't give two shits about Dolph Ziggler. So I thought that was a waste. Um, but it was a good match, but a waste. Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush had another unbearable segment with Elias. And I love Elias, but the whole fucking bending down shit to get heat with Bobby Lashley is atrocious. Impact used this guy way better than WWE. And you don't have to be the biggest Impact fan to admit that, but you look at his Impact run and how he was handled while he was there, especially during his heel runs and especially before he left, the guy was unstoppable. But since then, I mean, he's been a fucking joke in WWE. The Leo Rush pairing I like, because Lashley can't really speak all that well, although he did cut a few good promos in Impact. The fucking glasses and the bending over, what the fuck is this? It's essentially what WWE does to you every single week when you watch Raw, is just bend you over and fucking, you know, the rest. But that's essentially what happens when you watch Raw every single week nowadays, because it's that bad of a show. Fucking bend you over and fuck you up, because you never really walk away from the show the same way that you came in. I know that's an awful analogy and not exactly the most amazing visual, but that's just the way that it is with Monday Night Raw. Moving right along here, I know this show went off the tracks a while ago, but uh, we had another 3-on-2 handicap match with AOP and Drake Maverick beating Bobby Roode and Gable. It was supposed to be Roode and Maverick one-on-one, turned into a handicap match at the behest of Baron Corbin. What a surprise. AOP and Maverick won, uh, still no tag team title match for Roode and Gable, which they demanded after they were screwed over last week, which begs made a question, why would they want another tag team title opportunity if Rude clearly didn't give a shit about becoming Raw Tag Team Champions last week when he was distracted by Drake Maverick peeing on his robe? Do they really deserve another opportunity for Bobby Rude being a dumb babyface? I would say no. Dean Ambrose came out with a group of masked men wearing Gask's masks so they could take shots at the fans and say, oh, did you get your vaccinations, blah, blah, blah. This was a dumb segment. The promo really was not that good. Um, Rollins coming out, I thought the brawl with Rollins and Ambrose was well done, Ambrose getting more heat on Rollins by attacking him, but the program has really lost its luster in the last couple of weeks. With the writing of Ambrose's promos, this feud is not what it should be, which has been disappointing. Slater then beat Rhino in a loser-gets-fired match after Corbin demanded, or I mean he declared that there was only room for one of them on the Raw roster, so they had he had him face off in a loser-gets-fired match. Rhino then lost in a minute and a half. I don't know what's going on with Rhino. I've heard that he's retired. He announced to the live crowd afterward that he retired. I've heard that he's still going to be on the um, uh, whatever tour they have coming up in South Africa or something. So he's still going to be a part of that tour, but he's retired. I'm not sure what to think anymore. We'll see. We'll soon see um, if he's brought back or if he's done for good. I wouldn't be surprised if he's done for good just because he's been around for a long time. The company's not really done anything with him. Or Slater, for that matter, since they lost the SmackDown Tag Team titles two years ago this week. They've been really just barely on television. So why not, you know, do something new with these guys by giving Slater something to do as a referee and maybe playing up that Rhino deserves his job back. So I I wouldn't be against that. But at the same time, I would not be shocked that this was their way of writing him out of storylines because he is indeed done and will be retiring from the ring um, effective immediately. Balor beat Jinder Mahal for the upteenth time, who gives a shit? And I already talked about Ronda Rousey and Ember Moon beating Nia Jackson and Tamina. So, again, pretty forgettable edition of Monday Night Raw. Real quickly, from SmackDown on Tuesday, which I thought was a very solid show overall and did an effective job of building up the TLC card for next Sunday. And we will have predictions for the pay-per-view with Brandon Dross, a returning uh, returning guest here on the show. Shout out to Brandon. He has his own awesome podcast. He'll talk more about that when he's on the show here next week and also uh, breaking down and previewing next Sunday's TLC pay-per-view card. But from SmackDown on Tuesday, we had a great contract signed to kick off the show for the SmackDown Women's Championship match at TLC with Becky Lynn, Charlotte, and Asuka. Very good stuff here. That led to a tag team match with Charlotte and Oscar teaming up against Sonya, De- Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. Solid, well-wrestled tag team match. Deville and Mandy Rose actually picked up the victory here with Sonya pinning Charlotte, so that's a big victory for them. The match was fine. Uh, Flair and Oscar teased tension leading to their one-on-one match next week, which is being billed as a WrestleMania rematch. So I'm looking forward to that. Their first match at Mania was great. And hopefully, if given enough time, I would hope it's the main event, but that's just my opinion. Um, that's my speculation. I would hope they would be given enough time to have a similar and equally excellent match on SmackDown as they did at WrestleMania, but we'll soon see. Also in this show, we had a triple threat match, pitting Jay Uso against... Um, SmackDown Tag Team Champions Cesaro and Xavier Woods. This was good. Served as a warm-up for the uh, Triple Threat Tag Team title match at TLC, pitting the Usos against the New Day, against the current champions of the bar. Good stuff there. The Miz hosted Miz TV with Daniel Bryan, uh, which I thought was interesting. A very interesting segment, to say the least. Um, Daniel Bryan was on his A-game in terms of delivery, but I'm not a big fan of the whole eco-friendly shit, and it's it's very strange But he did make the most of it. The guy's a great heel. He clearly enjoys being a heel, so I like that. I like the newfound aggression from Daniel Bryan. And The Miz basically admitting that, hey, it was because of me that you, you know, went to great lengths to become WWE champion. I told you that you had to cheat to win, and look what you did. You did. So you followed in my footsteps, and you should thank me for that. So I love that they tease that there, and hopefully they go back to that at some point down the road, especially if Miz goes babyface, which may not be far off. So um, I thought that was a good segment leading to Daniel Bryan... Uh, doing commentary for Miz during Miz versus AJ Styles in the main event later on. Um, Randy Orton versus Jeff Hardy. Fine match, but I'm so done with this feud. We've seen this match so many fucking times, uh, you know, dating back to the summer. And I am so st- I'm so sick of seeing Orton versus Hardy. Hardy and Joe looks to be a compelling feud, but I'm ready for these two to be done with each other. So Orton wins, and hopefully we can move on from there. Uh, nonetheless, AJ Styles and the Miz in main event Great match here. AJ Styles emerged victorious. Um, the Miz uh, looking strong in defeat. And Daniel Bryan attacking AJ afterwards. Again, another very enjoyable edition of SmackDown on Tuesday. Hopefully they can maintain that momentum and continue to pick up the slack for Raw on Mondays. Heading into TLC next Sunday. Which, as I mentioned, Brandon Ross will be on the show next Tuesday. Or rather Thursday. Mixing up my days of the week here. He'll be on the show next week to help me break down the card for TLC next Sunday. And offer some end-of-the-year thoughts as we approach the end of 2018. That being said, guys, thank you for tuning in to today's WrestleRant Radio for two awesome back-to-back interviews with the originator and the innovator of GLOW and Women of Wrestling, David McLean, and the current Impact Knockouts champion, Tessa Blanchard. Had an awesome time talking to them both, and thank you for checking out the interviews as well. The... Written version of both interviews will be available on daily DDT in due time, so stay tuned for that. As well as what I said at the start of the show, the 2018 WWE slash NXT Year in Review Awards will be available to start voting on and getting the polls up this Friday. I'm hoping, fingers crossed, don't take my word for it, but I'm hoping to have the polls up starting on Friday tomorrow, so stay tuned for that. You can vote on the Match of the Year, Superstar of the Year, Feud of the Year, pay-per-view of the year, and everything else that we usually break down at the end of every single year. Dating back to 2013, this is the sixth consecutive WWE NXT year in review award. So stay tuned for that. If you're a big WWE fan, NXT fan, you're going to want to vote. Every vote counts. So that being said, guys, check out new episodes of WrestleRant Radio every single Thursday, not only on nextairwrestling.net, but also on iTunes. Simply search up WrestleRant Radio on the Apple Podcast app, Rate the show, review the show, subscribe to the show. You not only get every new episode on Thursdays, you also get every archived episode dating back to October of 2013. So with all that being said, guys, have a great rest of your week. The Christmas countdown continues. Bit of a tongue twister. The Christmas countdown continues. I think we're less than, what, three weeks away from Christmas? I can't wait. So anyway, guys, have a great rest of your week. I'm Graham G.S. Matthews, and I'll catch your ass down the road.